intro. This is the first time we're doing an actual intro because this particular episode was a special one because we were IRL in real life, housed an entire bottle of mezcal, which resulted in me not pressing the record button for the first uh, five minutes. <laughs> Sorry. So set the set the stage, Ben. Set the stage. Um, Give some visuals. Well, setting the stage is an appropriate metaphor, given that we are, uh, given that we are talking or we talk to a woman of uh, of the big screen. Uh, Damn, or, that's good. Thank you, thank yes. You. Yes. Well. Behind the big, behind the stages and front of stage, inadvertently as it appears, just because her, uh, you know, her buddy Stanley wanted her to appear in a little indie movie you might have heard of called Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, some guy named Kubrick. Kubrick. Burke. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. Um, yeah. So our guest Lisa Leone. Leone. Hey. is a legend is a legend let's be let's be honest is a legend and um we still can't believe she decided to uh talk mad shit with us for tw- two hours <laughs> yeah which was quite which was quite i would say very very intense don't you agree it was very intense she, i mean she has a quiet intensity about her mm. she she engages you she really engages like you know you're just you uh you have to answer the call Mm, i like that so yeah so so pretty much the the episode starts well i press record when she starts talking about free writing so writing yeah yeah so there was a lot of uh recruitment going on (laughs) the free write association it was the, the free riders, I'll call them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, really wants, she wanted us to free write. Also, did you free write? I started, but then I got distracted. I'm going to try to get. <laughs> that's like totally not, yeah, that's not the point. You're supposed to not be distracted when you free write. It's kind of like that thing where they say, you should meditate every day for 20 minutes. And if you don't have time to meditate for 20 minutes, you should meditate for an hour. Ooh, that's rough. That's rough. Um, any last parting words before I edit this into a really cool, funky intro? Um, no. Look, you know, sit back, listen, enjoy. And free write. Most importantly, free write. And free write. All right. We give it expression, either we're wasting the opportunity for something creative or we're, we're burdening ourselves with it staying there. Yeah. And how do we get it out? Mm-hmm. You know, therapy is a good thing, but not everybody can go or wants to go or can afford to go. Mm-hmm. Or it's just a way to kind of get in touch, especially in this time of isolation and of anxiety and you know, a lot of people feel anxiety, depression, da da da. That you can get it on the page at least, so you can look at the page and say, like, "Yeah, that's what I'm feeling." Okay, how do I adjust that? Or whatever needs to happen next. Yeah. 
I mean, has there been big revelations for you or is this more constant reminders? Hmm. You know, I, I've... Because this idea of being trapped is yeah, interesting because you're is. such a free spirit. This is what's interesting you know? because I am. And I'm, I have a, a deep gypsy spirit. Yes, yeah, you are yeah. a total gypsy. I am a gypsy line. spirit and she is with me all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Hence the mind reading. <laughs> and the psych- <laughs> yes, the psychic mentalities. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so it is difficult to be in one place for mm. all this time because, I, you know, a week, you know, those of you that know me, I'm on a plane every few months. That has been my life for since I've gotten out of college. Yes. And, you know, in March when we shut down and I was about to get on a plane to direct <laughs> the new Power 3 episode... Shout out to 50 four, Cent, yes. Mm-hmm. Which I was very psyched about, but that was stopped, and so I've been home. So, you know, at this moment I was supposed to be in Italy doing the mm. whole Black, Madonna, Black Madonna tour and filming that. So there's a lot of things that have been put on hold and travel. So the the it's not unusual that the strangulation and the stopping... I've never been stopped. I've never stopped. Yeah, and I, you know, we're in different fields and we use our brains differently in in our craft. But what we have in common is that that's the same thing for me. Like, we could talk about this where I I travel all the time. And I I don't travel because I, I don't travel as much as I do because I have to. But it's because I... You love it. I, I do it because, yeah, and I chose what I do because I can, you know, it allows me to do it. Mm-hmm. You've got to keep moving. If I don't keep moving, you know, is it is it just because that's in my blood, that's my spirit, you know, to have that gypsy blood? Or is it that it's too uncomfortable to sit still because there are, there are things mm-hmm. I can't sit with? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this mm-hmm. is, we're going to go into that whole other conversation <laughs> because, yeah, my whole life has been like a problem with commitment. Mm. And I have to keep moving. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. there's like, you got ports. Yep. <laughs> yep. Big ports, small ports, little, yep. There's like ports of people. Mm. <clears throat> I guess that's another conversation we want to get into, Ben. <laughs> well, since. There's the commitment. Modern commitment. Sounds like, seems like an interesting direction to go with the conversations. Yeah. Let's go there. Fear of commitment. Mm. Yeah, I know. I well, mean, what, what but that's thinking? why I wrote about that for a long time. Well, of course I had fear of commitment. I'm, 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 you know, like from, there's not one person in my family that stayed married, <laughs> you know, on both sides. There's multiple relationships. I knew about like wives and girlfriends. But you know, like the, I, I said to my, my, I remember saying to my mother, my aunt, her sister, and my grandmother when I was, I don't know, seven, like, I'm gonna be different when I grow up. I'm gonna get married and stay married. And they said, do yourself a favor, don't even bother. <laughs> Which, 
They wow. were saying that never happens. But come on, I remember that. Yeah, you wow. didn't make that up. As a kid, I didn't make that up. What right. I didn't make that up with my Barbies. That happened. Or could someone have made a joke? Like, because I also think that we select things that we kind of adhere to. Yes. Based on what we may know about ourselves in a, in a more fundamental way. And, and maybe we're looking for, we just, we select messages that validate what we may already fear about who we are. So maybe, maybe they did say that, but maybe in the context of everything else they said. Oh, they said it just, as a joke. You just, you just yeah, chose yeah. that. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. But they totally said it as a joke because that's who they were. They were like, ah, do yourself a favor. They, it was like a, a write-off. It wasn't like a serious conversation. So why did you connect with that and then and then use that as a formational message exactly. for life? Exactly. Well, because it was being expressed. It was being expressed. I saw it all around me. I remember being like, okay, everybody else broke up. But Aunt Claire and Uncle John, they're not going to break up. I know they're going to stay together. And then it was like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, but here was a, here's an interesting spin on that. Like, wh- but what is so wrong about breaking up? I know, but you know there's nothing I mean? wrong with it. But when you're at that age, sure, yeah. I just think like this society... is all happened from like seven to like twelve yeah. or eleven. Yeah, and the particular way that my family was, right. I guess, was not also like. You know, my mother's sister was 10 years older. My mother married my mother's sister's husband's nephew. Oh, okay. (laughs) So the families were really like... Tight, tight. What? Yes. But they were all very... You know, they were... I'm just be honest. They were a family of like... Gamblers and partiers, mm. get over, and you know, you're like a fool if you're gonna try and like work for a living. Interesting, your family sounds like Peaky Blinders. Yeah, that's why I love that show. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're late to Aunt Paul. Hello. You love Aunt Paul, oh, that's you? my Aunt Claire. Yeah, yeah. That's Is my that your Aunt Claire. I'm my, my Aunt Flory. My cousins recently. This is pretty funny. My aunt, my cousins, I don't remember this. So there's a lot of things you don't remember, right, as a kid. But my cousins are like, remember, like, Aunt Florian used to talk about, like, what a beautiful soul and what a beautiful person Albert Anastasia was, if you guys know who that is. So Albert Anastasia was the founder Co-founder of Murder Inc. Uh, who really? John ja Rules Murder Inc. No, Murder Inc. Like the oh, Murder original, Inc., the, the crime. Oh, syndicate. the really the real oh. Murder Inc. Like, forget about like hip hop. Sorry, this is like pre hip hop. <laughs> this is, this like, is like real murder. This is OG. like this is OG shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, interesting. And they're like, remember she's Albert is such a beautiful soul. He's so. And we were like. Did Aunt Flory have an affair with Albert while Uncle Jimmy was in jail? Like, there was like all of this. So it's, it's like, so this is what I'm saying. It's like commitment. There's a lot of betrayal. There's a lot of things going on that you're like, 
oh, yeah. I don't know if I could trust anybody. Mm. But then I moved to Miami and I met somebody that I could really trust. Well, yeah. that, that's what happens a lot of people move to Miami and find trust. It's weird. Yeah. Are you, no, I think you're joking. Yeah, right. Come on. I was going to say, I'm all things must have been really bad if you came to Miami to find trust. Let me tell you, when I moved to Miami eight years ago, I had a picture. I was like, because I was single, I was like, I'm going to move to Miami. i got to meet like this kind of guy. This is what's going to happen. Wait, wait, what kind of guy? What kind of guy? Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> And then I met the not guy me, that but I met. yes, yes. And I was like, no, no, I know, I remember. There's no I remember. way, totally nada. There's nothing opposite to track. Nada, totally not attractive. Yes. And how many years later? Yeah, six. Damn, really? It might be even seven. I just don't count because I can't. I gotta do one day at a time. I don't count. This is he does. He's like Aww, it's Jamie. our anniversary, and I'm Aww. like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> I'm like the guy. Wait, so so, so wait, okay. So with this intrinsic, and I'm asking for a friend. Um, <laughs> this intrinsic fear commitment that you seem to have. So how does that like you know how do you how did that happen that I bridged? No, 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 no. How do you, how do you survive the day-to-day -day impulse that comes with a fear of commitment? That impulse being to run, you know, to project yeah. for, from my friend to you. Yeah. But like, you know, how, how do you deal with And then how does your partner deal with that? And is it because you have a partner who has just a particular ability to deal with it or... Is that a struggle where you where you have to keep revisiting the same shit all the time? Mm. That's a good question. Great question. Okay, so my partner, his dad, who happens to be from the same neighborhood as my family is, so he kind of understands that crazy Bronx Italian mentality, was married eight times. Ooh. His dad is married eight times. So he is has went opposite and is like, like one partner faithfulness so basically he met like his dad right because mm. i was oh my god you're jimmy's dad interesting so is he trying to he's not trying to we're not trying to put jimmy in the couch no, no 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 but is there what's the no we never even talked about like i'm his dad because i'm not because his mm. dad is mm -hmm. but um he but <clears throat> what it is is that Jimmy was smart. The, the point was is that Jimmy knew he could see me. That's what it was. And even when he asked to move in, he didn't say, oh, my God, I'm so in love with you. We have to move in together. We need to spend the rest of our life together and be like this. He didn't do that. Anyway, he was not like, oh, we need to. He said, you know, I've been thinking about it, and like, the amount that we both pay rent, mm, practical. it comes to like this amount, practical. and if we bought a house together, we'd be saving so much money, we could have it, and you know what, like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, and then we just split it, like, no Ooh. problem. 
But like, you know, I was just thinking and I was like, wow, I didn't do that now. That's a lot of money that we're both spending. Hmm. That might be a, I was like, all right, we can, we can just look. That's all I said. And he was like, on the road. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked at like a million dollars. I was like, he is like, I got her. <laughs> That's exactly Snatch. Exactly. And he was like, I said, this is the neighborhood I'm thinking about. Because I still want to be urban, but I can't be too suburb. And he's a walk. Funny. He was like, and then he just brought me to a couple of houses. And I was like, and mind you, I've never had a house before. Right. In the Bronx, we had a house. But I was always on my own living in apartment houses in New York City. I was always in apartments. And then I moved to Miami, I was in apartments. Even in, in LA, when I lived in LA, it was like a Melrose Place kind of apartment yeah. with like the shared garden. So um, it was a big deal. But I was like, but I laid, what happened is that I laid it down ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I said, here's the deal. I said, you have to be okay that if I said, I know you know me in this, like, I work at Young Arts. I said, but there's a whole nother life that I have of directing that I might get a film and I might be gone for six months. I exaggerated the six months. I didn't want to. You got to negotiate. I had to be big. Yeah. I went big because I like, what film am I going to be in for six months? But I was like, I went big because I needed to, like, have the impact. So I was like, you have to know that this is going to be. Like, I have to, I might be gone for six months. And he, and he said, you're always going to have to have a place to lay your head when you come back. Aww. And I was like, right answer. So sweet. That's sweet, but also the guy's a smart motherfucker. He's smart. <laughs> but I also was like, I'm a gypsy. And I need to go with, I have very close girlfriends, and I need to go away right. with them when I want to go with my girlfriends. It's not always going to be just me and you. Yeah. I have to be on my own. I got to be with my girls. I got to do my thing. I got to be free. I said, if I'm not free, this is not going to work. He said, okay. And I said, and the other thing is, if we get a house, I need my own space. I need my own cottage, or my own room. I need my own place. I'm used to my own place. Yeah. I can't do this. I can't. I have to have my own. I'm an only child. I have an only space. Oh, you're an only child. Yeah. And he's an only child, too. Uh. So he got it. Because here's what's funny, is that my cousins used to call me Lisa Leave Me Alone. <laughs> and he said that his friends used to call him Solitary Voluntary. Whoa. Oh, oh, that is hilarious. So I was like, okay. I said, as long as we have the rules set up, yeah, and we know each other, and that's what it is, I'm cool. And it worked. And it worked. And there's been a couple of times that I've been gone a, a lot. Yeah. And he's like, you going again? And I go, ah. Oh. And he's like, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. I'm like, I. Right. Not a conversation. Wow, that's great. <laughs> Ben's like, wow. I'm learning. I'm learning. No, no, because I think you I gotta think, set up. You gotta set it up. You got it. But you know what it is? It's like we're not twenty. Also, we know who we are. Right. 
Well, but that, that's the whole point is that it's one thing knowing who you are and the other thing accepting who you are and communicating who you are. Like those are three, that's the three legged The point is, I just want to make sure that like nothing is on fire in my house. I'm gonna it. I hear this is my phone. I could edit this out. It's who you know, who, you have to know who you are yeah. and to communicate who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's, um. The commitment issue is really interesting because at the same time, you have to somehow sacrifice a piece of you if you want to really truly kind of like commit to this like dual partnership, right? So it's like that idea of like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like there are moments where you just have to like, you know, yeah, like I'm going to like compromise and like step back if you want this relationship to work, you know? So... That's, every day is hard. Yeah. Even today, every day, I'm like, I'm out of here. And yeah. you're just honest. Because, I'm, but then there's like moments where I'm like, where, where I like cuddled, or where I'm like, this is so good. Aww. So I think that's, that's what it is. It's like there is definitely moments where I'm like, I lived alone my whole life. But this do you, the first I guess time the question, that I lived with somebody. And I'm like, I love being by myself. I don't have a problem with it. That's I'm my thing. Is happy. that is there is but I think that's the biggest question is like, are you meant to just be alone? alone meaning it's not a negative. No. I, you know I, what I mean? I think society has like trained us to be like, you need to be married at a certain age, you need to create a family, and there's all of these kind of like preconceived expectations but like sometimes people are okay to just be by themselves so i'm wondering if it's like i don't know is that just who you are as like a person just to like just be i, I ask that i ask my, myself that question every day right which yeah. and i think that you know there is you know it, it is strange to live in a world where it seems like 90 x percent of people want so badly to be coupled Right. And you don't have that, you know, you don't have that desire or desire. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so, you know, for me, I fluctuate between being like, what's wrong with me? And being like, you know, being like, that's who I am. Right. Right. And so right. I think that, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to reach a point in my life where I just, you know, I can be just, you know, be proudly self-declarative, you know, like that, that I am a person that doesn't mean that I, I will never be with someone intimately. It's just that I've got to, before I can ever do that, I, I kind of have to take a picture, you know, take a page out of the Lisa Loda book, which is be just fucking declare who you are. Community, mm -hmm. like, so again, it's three things. It's one, be aware of who you are. Secondly, accept who you are. And three, declare who you are and make sure that whoever you're with understands it. Mm -hmm. Because you know, like, there's a lot of guilt that come that goes with sure. be, being in relationships with people, where you know you you know you you don't want to hurt people because most people are not like you are, and and that's a horrible feeling, especially when you love people, you love someone you're with, yet it doesn't, you know, you're always playing on sort of, you know, the, you're always living your life. It's a bit of a lie. Right, it's like I can be that too. I can be who you want me to be, but you know, deep down, you can't be because you are who you are. Yeah. Okay. So now 
this is a perfect way to circle back to the free writing. Mm. Ah. Because now you can pose the question, mm. what do I want in relationship? Do I want relationship? What do I feel about commitment? And then you 20 minutes, you just write about that. Yeah. And then, and the, the freedom about this is that no one's going to read it but you. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about it. You just fucking write. And it's, it's like, and if you can do it for 30 minutes, even better. You know, 40 minutes, even better. Like, however, it seems like 20 minutes is not a lot of time, but it is. <laughs> you're like, you can't lift the pen from the paper. You're like, shit, man, it's a long time. But it's worth it. It's worth it. Things come out of it. And that's a perfect example. I've written, I've done free writing around that a lot to kind of understand, like, do I want to do this? What does this mean? What is this? Why do I, you know? And every day, it's, it's, I'm still questioning it. Just because we have a house together and we've been together for six or seven years, I don't even know, will be, <laughs> well, I'm, I still have dreams about, I'm going to move and live in Italy tomorrow. I'm mm -hmm. out of here. Mm -hmm. Still there. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that that goes away. Mm -hmm. Doesn't go no, away. And you know what? I still picture like a whole other life after. Right. Nor should you feel bad about it. I don't. That's the thing that, you know, I, I mean, that's I don't that's because, real. But here's yeah. why I don't feel bad about it. Because I communicated mm. who I am. Yeah. And what mm. I feel. That's so important. And what I'm doing. So I don't feel bad about it. You, so you're saying. I let you know. So your partner. This you is signed up. This is for our three listeners out there. So you're saying, like, for your partner, you need to straight up say, this is who I am, and if I drop and leave you tomorrow, like, you can't hate me. But how many people will accept that? And here's the other thing. I don't know. That's a yeah, great question. Yeah, but the thing is, is, like, I don't even say, but I would never say it like that either. I understand, but so I think So it's people, like that thing. And, and also, when you're in relationship and you care for somebody, you tell them, you're not going to be like, I'm out tomorrow. Right. No. But there are things where it's like you can be, you lay it out, and then if something comes up, you're like, "We talked about this. Remember? Right. It's more about like reminding them. Remind yeah. of like we did have this conversation. This is still who I am. Or keep communicating like I'm feeling like this. Right. It's not easy. I'm not saying like this is the. Yeah. No. It's easy because. I'm saying all this right now, but there are things that I feel all the time that I don't communicate all to him yeah. all the time. Because. Why? What's the point, right? Yeah. Because I know that's something that's going internal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's for I, you I, to It's my like, internal struggle. For sure. For sure. It's my internal struggle. I'm, I just have, I'm just trying to be hyper aware all the time yeah. of where I am. That's what I keep saying. That's it's like, it. that's it's who am I and what am I struggling with? Absolutely. Because he's fine. He's like, doo, 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 doo. and it's my thing that I'm like. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like sometimes you think you're marrying like your everything and like it's not. There's no, such thing, There's no such thing. It's like 
That's why you have friends, bro. Like your partner in life doesn't necessarily have to know everything that's happening in your brain. Well, that's the other thing. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, even in like that is a big deal. You bring up a very big thing. Do do, do you think that we, you know, so where did we get to in this world where you know? Because obviously that's like, you know, what kids are brought up with, right? In the society is that there's this all-encompassing one. That we're supposed to be with is it? Is it TV? Is that and what it is? Yeah. TV, TV and movies? Yeah. yeah, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Everything. It's always a struggle, man. It's, there's no. But we're less. We're less happy for having that as the you know, the template in a way because we create this really unrealistic dynamic. That's right. But so, how did that emerge as the the, the template? Why is that the template? Mass media. I think it's the ideal template, no? It's ideal. There are some people, but I'm sorry. Every single... Look, I'm 53 at this point. Right. I have friends for 30, 40 years. I've been through them on all their journeys of their relationships and all the things of this. Something about experience says this also. There's never a moment... There's never, you know... 30 years of bliss. Mm-hmm. There's always a moment of a situation where a friend or somebody is like, I'm fucking leaving. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate this motherfucker. Fuck him. Or fuck her. Either mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is not how. But then there's like, okay, and then there's the talk and whatever needs to shift. Sometimes it works and it moves on and it sustains and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't. Everything is different. The thing is to be like, you can't be attached to this is what it has to be. And here's what I, because of I'm a gypsy, here's what I'm attached to. One day at a time. Mm. And maybe one day it's not going to work. And I'm okay. And maybe one day it's not, but just being aware of each day. And there are some days... I'll be honest, that I'm like, I am not happy. I'm fucking out of here. And there are some days that I'm like, this is beautiful. I love this. Mm -hmm. And it's it's writing that. But, Esther, what you said before is really important, is that he is not going to meet every fucking need. Mm -hmm. I have other, other, but that was where I had to stay up front. I got my friends. I got to go. I'm going with mm-hmm. homegirl to Italy for two weeks. Mm-hmm. See ya. I'm doing this and blah, 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 blah. You got to be okay with that. Or, like, I need to get into an in-depth conversation about my creative process in film or this or that. Maybe he's not perfect for that, but I have a crew that mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to do. Or maybe, like... We're going to sit here and have mezcal and do a podcast. Yeah, that's not his thing. It's not going to happen. Exactly. Here. But this is what feeds me through him. Like mm-hmm. being aware, this is this is what works with us mm-hmm. until it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right. And being okay with that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing. I think that's kind of the beauty of what um, true love is, is this kind of idea of unconditional, right? If somebody loves this person for who they are, and this idea of unconditional, right, is really, it's really like, 
it's it's brutal, you know, because at the end of the day, like, it's if hard. you love somebody, it doesn't have to be romantic. It could be friends, you know, like, there are moments where people will scar you, but you just want to love them for who they are as unconditionally. I think that is, like, the true kind of like the essence of life and relationships that there are certain people that stick and others are just like kind of passing through that you learn from and lessons from. But, you know, I know that for, for a fact that like, you know, I'm married to somebody that loves me unconditionally and he has zero expectations of me, which I think is really solid for a working marriage because when someone has no expectations, And I think that's, like, for most relationships, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. what, like, you know, yeah, that's Ben. Like, that's who Ben is. Like, you don't, I don't expect anything from a, a friend, you know, a, besides the fact that I love you for who you are. And I think that is really, it's, like, a rare thing that people are able to have in their life. But in romance, you know, as opposed to friendship, possession comes into play. Well, that's an ego thing, dude. And I think that's another piece to it that you need to just like relinquish and surrender the ego because this possession thing, there's no, you can't own anyone. Right. That's impossible. But I understand why certain people feel like they own people. And, you know, and. But also, it's like, what. I know there's a lot of dogs. Sorry. Who are those other dogs? Oh, the dog park. Yeah, well, I've got my neighbor. He has dogs. He's got dogs. Okay, I dog just I'm like, there. are we about to be attacked by dogs? That's all I want to do. No, we're good. Um, yeah, ownership. I don't know. I mean, I guess that goes with like putting. Like you don't feel like you own your, your partner. Nor do you want to, right? I don't want to. Exactly. That's the point. Exactly. But here's the deal. Is that I don't have to feel like it because I feel so secure with him. That's an interesting thing. Is that for this is what happens when you're afraid of commitment for me. So for years I had a pattern because I was so... I didn't, I didn't know, I couldn't verbalize it at that moment, was it was my own fear of commitment, but now I can understand that that's what it was. But it was like I had a pattern of being with guys that were not available. Oh, interesting. So it could be not available emotionally because they weren't ready, not available because they were with somebody else, mm. not available because they lived in another country. There's a lot of ways you could be not available. I have learned. So. <laughs> True that, yeah. So it's that kind of like going through that. I kind of lost my train of thought, but you made me laugh. Oh, the non-available? Yeah, the non-available of, of like, oh. but I don't understand why. I, I'm, I'm no, you were saying that was saying was totally because crazy. you were saying you caught yourself in these relationships. Yes. Like, why? So I understood. And the other thing that was very helpful was therapy. Right. Mm. I'm a big believer in therapy. Yeah. My uncle's a therapist. He's helped yeah. me along the way. You know, there was there was a time in, in time in my life that I was like, nah, 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 I'm not listening, and blah, blah, blah. And there was a, one moment he said one thing to me that I, when I was like, probably just out of college, 
And he finally said, look, I've been a therapist, and he specializes in family and sex therapy. So he was like, in, in being a therapist for 30 years, he said, I've never seen anybody break the pattern of their parents mm. on their own. And for some reason, that just went, boing. And I was like, oh. Mm. Okay. And, you know, therapy's hard because you have to, like, find the right therapist, right? I went to, like, one therapist that was like, I hope you don't mind, but on, like, the summers I spend on, like, Fire Island and I write scripts. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to work for me. So <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want a therapist with commitment issues. Or, or so. like, writing a script about my fucking life. You know, I was uh, like, he's letting me know, like, I'm going to be writing scripts. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So sometimes with therapy is hard because you have to go through three or four or five to yeah. find the right person for you. And then when you find the right person for you, then it's good because then you can actually have a conversation. So I am a big fan of therapy. Um, but it took me a long time to get there also. But I did lose my train of thought about why I was saying about the commitment. Well, no, you are saying you found yourself in a relationship with a lot of people who are unavailable. That's right. And that you found comfort security in your Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. they're unavailable because you don't so have to was so, right? so it was very comfortable. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'd be like, I would love, we love each other, it's so yeah, great. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. like never really going to go anywhere. Right. And always in the back of my head, now I got to look back and know, I knew that was never going to go yeah, anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I knew that was never going to go anywhere. I was not giving 100%. My father, because my father was the king of non-commitment. Thank you very much, Leonios. She learned from the king. I learned from the king. And at some point, we were in a bar at 4 o'clock in the morning drinking. And he said something to me, and I was like... This is your dad. Yeah. Okay. He said something to me that I was like, that's deep. He said, I feel like... I was always at the buffet and never went for the meal. Oh. oh. Damn. Deep. Oh, guys, um, for the those the three that's listening, Ben just raised his hand. I testified. <laughs> I testified. He um, uh, raised his hand. <laughs> and I was like, wow, Dad. Wow. And he was like, I was at the buffet my whole life. Interesting. Did he, was there a regret there? Or just an, uh, an acknowledgement? There was an acknowledgement, but I also realized with my dad, who, rest in peace, died two years ago, towards the end of his life, we were able to really talk about this kind of stuff. Um, that I think towards the end of his life, he regretted it. But oh, he just didn't know... But he didn't have the tools yeah. to, he wasn't capable mm. of his, of how to not mm. be mm. like that. Because of just the way he's raised, he never went through therapy. He never examined in that way. But, but in the later years, mm. you know, he was, you know, my family labeled my dad as the, love, the lovable rogue. Mm. He was a mm -hmm. lovable rogue. 
he was always the one that was like, everyone loved him, and he was always like this, but never, hmm, he was a solid. Say. Mm. Always mm. paying for everybody, everybody out, da, 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 da. that guy, fun, always the most fun to be with, everyone loved to be with him, mm. drinking, yeah, we love him, but... Hi, baby. Hi, buddy. Hi, yeah, you don't want to do that. No, that's not for you. <laughs> of course you're going to come to me because I have allergies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Clifford Brown. Oh, maniac. Oh. So. Yeah, that's. But that's a thing, right? Well, being at the buffet. But never having the meal. But I think that that's a. Um, oh, he's beautiful. You're beautiful. Hey, yeah. buddy. I think that that, in many ways, you know, whether that's born out of, of like just who he was innately, or whether it was a survival instinct, you know, we end up in, in many ways who we have to end up because of whatever our experiences are. Um, well, so his mother and father, he grew up in Mulberry Street. I mean, I understand why he was like that, but yeah, clever. Damn. I know you love me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can feel you, that resonated with you. It did, it did. I connected with that. Yeah. Uh, in a in, in a way that was comforting the sense that, that there's a, that it's, you know, but, but also in a distressing way. And in, in that, you know, I do recognize that, that the, you know, the natural consequence of that kind of life is, is, a, is a, an emptiness, a sadness, a life of regret. So that's the duality, right? When you live as that person, you know, and maybe in many ways I'm like your dad, um, you live that because you, that's who you feel like you are. And so then the question is, do you just stay true to who you are knowing that you're gonna end up with that regret? Maybe there's regret at the end of life no matter what, or do you really just try to, 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 to change that sense of who you are? or work on changing, you know, is it your fundamental nature or is it learned nature? I I mean, I feel like with my dad, it was more of a fear. Mm. It was a fear. It was his, like I can look back now and look at his life and be like, God, although he was like this kind of like, larger than life person and being in these environments in this kind of situation that was like he was revered and like oh you know there was a moment that I got to see like I had compassion for the fear and then there was like a forgiveness and now there was just a compassion And it was a very interesting moment because you can see like this had nothing to do, all of the stuff, my whole childhood and everything had nothing to do with me. It had to do with his capacity to be able to be fearless to love, Mm. which he didn't have. Mm. And why in his case? Because his mother was very... You know, it was a different time. It was Mulberry Street. You know, my grandmother was born in like 
1916, actually, in Mulberry Street. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a hard time. She was tough. His father, like, she was very much, like, like, ruling the roost. And he had made a decision very young in his mind. I will never let a woman rule me. Wow. And his father had died when I was one, my grandfather. Wow. And she was tough, but she was tough because she grew up very poor. Like, you know, my great-grandmother would be like, here's a penny, go get this and that. And she'd be like, but it's two cents. And she's like, too bad, get it for one cent. Mm-hmm. Like, they were fucking poor. Mulberry Street, 1800s, turn of the century, original, like, little Italy settlers. So he grew up in that time, but he also saw, like, the overpowering of, in his mind, in his young mind, this is what happens when you're a child, what you were talking about before, Esther, is that the overpowering of a woman and kind of like of this beautiful soul of a man who had his own issues, whatever, that he made up as his mind as a young child, a woman is not going to rule my life. Mm. And that's how he led his life. But later in life, when I asked him, do you have regrets? And I was shocked to hear his answer was, I wish I wasn't as attracted to the streets. Mm. Mm. And that goes back to, I mean, my family is, there's a line of, Mm-hmm. organized crime and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, so that's where that goes. And my father was very, had a very creative eye. He was a printer also. So to go in more that direction, but it also leads to the streets of like, but it also leads to like just being at the peril of that, not having the tools to be able to, to be like, not every situation is going to be in the situation that my mother set up for me of seeing what her struggles are because nobody understood my grandmother's struggles until at 80 years old, I was like, Grandma, tell me what you went through. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't even learn, my father didn't even know the stories that I learned about what my grandmother went through and why she became that woman mm-hmm. of harshness, of this and that. So it's like generations. Yeah, Why do you become of mm-hmm. trauma? Well, you know, for, for him, it was, I guess, his fear of intimacy was you know, coupled with his sense of manhood, right? Like, mm-hmm. And then when, you know, that's the thing about you know, anyone who's been abused or who's undergone fundamental childhood trauma, you know, the, the real tragedy is that they lose their capacity to feel in, you know, intimacy, you know, most of the time in a romantic way. Right? That's right. And then they have to find other ways to satisfy themselves, you know, whether it's sexually or otherwise. And, you know, there's no, you know, for some people it's drugs, for some people it's sex. If your dad is the street, right, is that you've got to satisfy the part of your brain You're that's a man. like, yeah. You know, feed, I used to be like, me. at yeah. 14 years old, I had like a brand new car, I had this, I had that, I was this, I was that, I was going, you know. Yeah, it, you know, if I can't accept, if, if there's no room for oxytocin because I don't want to have receptors for oxytocin, 
then I'm going to go out for adrenaline or I'm going to go out for other types of, you know, right. chemicals no, that, yeah. But here we go back again to the inner life. Mm. He didn't have access to his inner life. Mm -hmm. His inner life was shut down. The inner life being getting in touch with that again through the free writing. Who mm. was he? You know, he was a great singer. He, there was a moment where he had a doo-wop group on like Mulberry Street in spring, like they used to sing doo-wop. Mm -hmm. They were on the radio and he would tell everybody, we're going to be on the radio. But then they didn't know it was going to be at 3 o'clock in the morning and nobody heard. <laughs> like there were those like moments of like, <sighs> yeah. you know, it's like that highs and lows. And what does that do to a human without understanding who you are? There's no therapy. There's mm -hmm. no inner life. Why is that? But I think he might have almost had his vindication by having you. Because the idea that... No I was very much a black sheep in the family. But the, the idea that no woman can rule me and then he has a daughter. But wait, but wait you were a black sheep in the family, but were you his... Like his secret wink, like his... Oh, yeah, no, we yeah. were very yeah. close. That's what I'm saying. No, no, it's no, like, we were... I mean, well, we went, though, we did go for two years without speaking. Mm. We were, when it was like, I don't know, 13, 14 to 16, we just didn't, we got into a fight, and I don't even remember why, we didn't talk. Wow. And my Aunt Flory was like, that's your daughter, hello, she's a kid, you need to right. fucking call her. This is not like a girlfriend. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's a kid. You need to make the first move, idiot. That's not your, that's not your girlfriend. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah like, mm -hmm. because my father was like, you are the younger one. You have to respect. Right, And right. do the call. Like, my aunt was like, hilarious. hello. Yeah. You know, whatever. But How, how many kids in your, uh, how many siblings do you have? No, only child. You're the only child. I was the only child. There were two abortions, but I was the only child. You have spirit sisters. And I have a spirit sister or brother, but I was the Early only child. Early or late term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not go there, but yeah. Sorry, What'd you say? Early or late term. Early or late term. That I don't know. I was a kid. I found out that later. My mom shared that. But were, they, were they older? You don't know if they're older? It was after me. It was after oh, me. Oh, interesting. It was after me because my mother knew that the relationship wasn't going to last. And she was like, I can't do this. It was bad. I mean, there were women calling the house when I was, my mother was pregnant. Mm. Is he there? Wow. Um, it was You're, bad. So what about your mom? Like, what, tell us about her. My mom is, my mom went through a lot. But well, your mom is married to the most solid I know. Human. Well, that's the thing. Like, she came up after Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. She met a guy at Strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the single hit bar in her day. Strawberries. Oh, my God. No, but she met through her cousin. She met a guy. And they've been married for yeah, 35 so plus solid. years. Yeah. And they're great. It's fantastic. They have a great relationship. She, but she suffered a lot, and then 
And then like, so that was actually helped a lot, right? So I got to see a stepfather that was mm. like, oh, this is a different kind of man. He's like a totally different guy mm. than anything I know. He's consistent. He's consistent. Yeah. He's yeah. like, he's there. He's reliable. He shows up when he's going to show up. Kind of like, like a partner. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's an interesting relationship. Are interesting. I don't know. We kind of went off on this whole, like, other. We didn't even know we were going to. This is like the track. most. This is the most like relationship based <laughs> yeah, episode. And it usually, true. usually it's just about like you know the death. futility of it all. And yeah. Death. yeah. But we're talking about like you know real life like emotions. no, I think this is really it is real though. I mean, this is yeah. I mean, I think it it's important. I guess that's where I'm, we're all feeling. Well, yeah. I think at the end of the day, that's all you have, right? Or relationships. <coughs> Sorry, it's allergies. It's not going. Oh, that's it. It's um because. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, hard. it's like the people that you're constantly surrounded with. It's the one and it's also the struggle to be honest about it. Yeah. I, I just I'm think, not going to be like, and now everything's great, and it's so happy, and I'm so happy with Jimmy. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I do it's believe. It's not real, man. It's not it's real. Not, I agree. No. I'm like, I'll meet a guy, and I'll be like, hmm. I agree. Can we, maybe we have an affair. Maybe I would have run off with him and I live the rest of my life with that guy. What would life with that guy be? What if I lived in his house? I'm serious. All these all these things go through my mind constantly. Right. But that's real. I'm sorry. Or maybe it's not real for everybody. That's real for me. But here's the thing. That's what I think, you know, Esther Perel. Sorry to name uh, drop. That. Oh, yeah. Esther Perel, by the way, became a good friend of a good friend of ours. No, I'm obsessed I'm, with her. I'm, and now we I'm have, we have like, the real connection. Okay. So like Esther Perel is our friend now. Okay. Esther Perel is now my friend because I am friends with Lisa. So I love... Esther Perel is awesome. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's amazing. amazing. She's, she's amazing. 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 I love when she broke it down to the fact of, like, how, you know, like, every, what, seven years you need to, like, renew, like, your driver's license or your real estate license. Like, you know, things change after, like... This idea of marriage and this idea of that, like, till death do you part, she's like, no, bro, like, you need to reevaluate the relationship every five years, ten years. Just come to grips and say, you know what? I've changed. People change all the time. I'm changing all the time. This was the point that when I got into a relationship, I said, you know me as, like, Lisa, who works at Young Ones. Yes. Right. Great. But that's not who I am. Exactly. That's not all that's to me. I have a whole fucking life. I never had a full-time job. Right. This is my first full-time job. Yeah. No, I know. No. The real person who I am is Gypsy. Yeah. I need to be on the road. I need to be creative. I need to direct. I need to move. I have to I have to have this kind of other movement. life. Movement. Yeah. But that's the thing about what she likes is saying is like, it's okay to just say we had solid five years together like this build my who i am like i was enriched like it it's not a failure right. i think that is kind of the idea of breakups yes. and like divorce oh, is, this, is like oh it's a failure you fucked up like i can't believe you couldn't come in it's like she's like no 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 you need to reevaluate every five years or every seven years kind of like a driver's license yeah. it's like just like retake the test and like c- come to grips with the fact that like you know what? I'm a different person seven years ago. 
I mean, imagine yourself seven years ago. You're a fucking different person. Didn't uh, just think like what? Four right. months ago. I mean, yeah, four. This I mean, is my thing. Is like okay, before I'm moving we're to Miami to now, totally different person. Totally different. Yeah, totally different. But this is the thing. This is why I was saying before, where I can see even like my next like evolution to like mm-hmm. oh I'm feeling like I'm on the next phase. I don't know what that is yet, but I can feel like I'm on, that's, I'm going back to the free writing. That's what helps with the free writing, is to kind of check in with your inner life all the time. Yeah. Check in, where are you? Because what happens is, social media, COVID, the racial injustices, the things of the world. The world is in such flux right now. America being like, who are we compared? Like, I'm like, where am I going to run? Can I can I get an Italian um, passport? Like, I, like I'm thinking these things. You can't escape. Can me. I leave? <laughs> can I get out? No, where can can't. we go? So, but, but, so what I'm saying is that it's you, the fragmentation of the mind. Hap- is is happening so frequently right now that if you take okay I'm going to set the iPhone 30 minutes where am I in my mind what am I feeling what do I feel about commitment what do I feel about this house what do I feel about where I am in life do I am I happy in this job mm-hmm. anything and just to be like start Mm. Why the fuck am I doing this? You know, Lisa Leone is an idiot. I fucking hate her. Why is she doing this? Why did you say that I should even do this? And then a hot cold. Stupid. And then a hot cold drops. And then maybe a hot cold drops or whatever. But you set it for 30 minutes and you just, I'm just going to doodle. I'm going to make these big round circles. And that's what I feel right now. Big, big round circles. I'm going to make this card, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Fuck that. I really feel that I want to be blah, 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 whatever it is. But it's to constantly check into the inner life and what are you feeling on the inside? Because between social media, mm. our friggin' president, our life. COVID, our life, mm-hmm. just where we are in the world, mm-hmm. it's so easy to fracture and then anxiety and depression and all of these things come into place to just check in with like where am I Mm -hmm. as a person as a soul as a human being like who what am I feeling what am I feeling it's hard to know it's hard to just it's hard to discern what am I actually feeling well because you know the, you know, the sense of I, right? Like, I forget, someone says that I is the conversation, is the continuing conversation that you have in your head, right? It, there is no I. It's merely whatever is you're ruminating on. It's that, it's that constant internal dialogue. There's no fixed point of self, you know, unless you're fucking meditating or whatever. But like, I think that that's, you know, the point is, you've got to give expression to that conversation. Exactly. 
Because for me, are you kidding? There's like 16,000 eyes yeah. a day. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta You know, because you're like working, friends, family, relation, what, the world. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. It's like. Mm. <sighs> yeah. What is it? But that is also, you know, that could also be just the, the brain of, of someone that's uncomfortable with stillness. Mm, mm-hmm. Avoiding. The avoiding, yeah. But because that's this, okay. So then yeah. pose the question, why am I uncomfortable with stillness? Mm-hmm. And then write about that for 20 minutes. And you know what? If 20 minutes is too long, do it for 10 minutes. I've been going to therapy about that specific point for 30 years. About what? That you're... Being in stillness. Uncomfortable in stillness. Yeah. So what what have you learned? Have you learned anything about why you're uncomfortable with stillness? Is it something you grew up with? It's like... You know, I think there's like an epigenetic component to it. There's a, like, you know, a, you know, just a, in terms of the way I grew up, moving a lot. You know, my Mm -hmm. parents were Holocaust survivors. My... You know, there's a sense of, like, the world is not safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You cannot stand still. And now you're in a really moment of the world is unsafe again. I'm like, yeah, we talk about this. I'm like, fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. The world finally, you know, there's a, you know. Caught up to where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so in a way I'm like, I'm a fucking picking shit. You're like, this is perfect. Sweet. Now I've See, yeah. the world is yeah. I was right. I was right. I was right. The world is Exactly, but but then there's there was a joy for a couple of months of that, and I and I felt a profound peace. But then, but then then comes sort of like the okay, well, great, now I'm right. Now fucking what? Now what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you do with that? Yeah, it's great to be right, but it's even better to be to, to be at peace. Yeah. What does that look like? Free writing. That's a great free writing. Free writing, all right. That's it. I think that's the option. I'm, I'm going to be on you with this. I'm going to be on you. This episode this. brought to you by free writing. <laughs> no, I'm going to be on you. No, 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 no. Trust. I'm going to be on you with this. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's going to be really good for you, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really feel like I do. I think this is, I think it's going to be good. All right. I do think it's going to be good because. It's true, everything you say. I mean, it's, it's, you come with ancestry, like a heavy ancestry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like you did. I mean, you, yeah. you, you talked about Mulberry Street, like, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned Mulberry, like, you said it four times. Mm-hmm. You counted. And that's because you associate, like, there's something in your psyche that's like, that's, that's what I am from. And there, whatever the, Whatever that means, the chaos, the uncertainty, the, the, the you know, the, the fight for survival, right? And that's, that's part, definitionally, like, who you are, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the choices you make in survival. That, I look back now, that are like, maybe those are the best choices for survival. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like... There's movies made about why that's not a good choice for survival. Well, in certain realities, those are good for survival when you're actually having to survive actual, 
Mm. Like, you know, that, you know, what, whatever that trauma is, if the world around you comports with that trauma, then yeah, it's great. Like if someone was coming after me right now, trying to, you know, kill me because of who I am, uh, fucking great. I, I now have, I can draw on that. But the world isn't quite like that. No. Yeah. It's more subtle. It's, it's subtle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a really good point. Mm. It's a good point, but hmm. I don't know why. I know it feels like this thing, but there's something about this conversation that I feel kind of like my heart is feeling like excited about. Mm. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's like a like mm. an um, an upflutter in my heart about it. Cause that, it's real. I feel like it's real, you know? Well, yeah, it's real, and it feels like there's tools mm, mm -hmm. that it's like, how do we investigate? Also, I think that the, for me, like the end conversation for this is that everything is okay. By the way, is this the wrap-up talk? Oh, I don't know. Are uh, we wrapping up? I don't know how we're, long. I feel like it's over an hour, but you know, I, mean, I, I totally lost track of time. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like we've been talking for a long time. I mean, that's the beauty of it. Like, but I think, I think ultimately, I think that there's really nothing that's right or wrong about your life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay. Granted, you murdered somebody, and that's wrong in society. But in your life, maybe that was the right thing for your life at that moment. Yeah. You know, and um, and I do want to bring bring it back to this idea of this idea of unconditional love. I think that for me has always been the saving grace and the peace is that sometimes we are really really hard on ourselves, you know. And I think that like it's like why am I feeling this way? Why don't I feel this way to this person? Why do I act this way? Why? And it's like sometimes you just kind of have to like feel like fuck it. You know, like, you have to have this unconditional love for yourself and say, it's okay. It's, like, it's okay if I want to sleep in late and, like, eat Dorito chips and, like, drink beer and, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. It's okay if I don't want to fucking call this person back. Fuck this person. Like, all of these emotions are your emotions. And I think that ultimately the pressure of you feeling like you're not okay is not you it's other people telling you that it's not okay and i think that is something that i have been able to kind of come to grips with and say like you know like this idea of like some days are i don't feel unconditional or like this like you know romantic love for my partner do i feel like horrible about it no like that's just who it is it's like this guy fucking annoys me whatever like move on like you know what i mean like I don't feel bad about it, you know? And I, I think that's that's kind of it. At the end of the day, like, you are your own judge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I so, agree. It's, you know, like... It's, it's back to the inner life. Yeah, man. No, I guess the theme, no... Free writing. The inner life. Yes. No, the inner life. Get in touch with your inner life. Because then it's gonna be clear of who, like what positions you're taking in. Yeah. That's the thing is like, you know, if like Lisa decides to one day just like break out and like, I don't know, like 
murder somebody and like just disappear into like Italy. Murder somebody. I don't know. Maybe not murder somebody. somebody. But you know, my my point is like it's like for for someone who does have unconditional love, you're just kind of like, I believe in Lisa. <laughs> so Lisa. you're saying even if I murder somebody, you're I'm so like there was a reason why she had to fucking murder. So basically, Esther <laughs> saying like, if I murder somebody, she'd be like, I got her back. Is that right? <laughs> but I'm just like I'm not a judge, and I'm just like, oh yeah. Well, she. Like, I'm not sure the last sixty minutes flowed to this. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, like, like, I'm like, I don't know about that. You can edit that out. But I, but I do agree with you. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like if Lisa, if Lisa takes a motherfucker out, it's probably. I feel like it's probably. For yeah, I give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. 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 You guys, I'll call you if that happens. I know. I so love that. My back. I love <laughs> that. Like we're like, look, we're gonna. This just happened. We're going to interview Lisa so she could talk about all her, like, career achievements as a filmmaker and photographer and her days as, like, you know, living in, like, hip-hop culture. And we're like, no, let's talk about relationships. Yeah, just fucking <laughs> Wikipedia, Lisa. This is much more interesting. Like, no, we're just going to talk about how... Well, it's yeah. a different time, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... It's... I don't know. It, it's, we have to just go with what... We're feeling at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And maybe there'll be another one about that. But you just got to go with what's in the moment because the thing in isolation, in COVID, in all of this, is that every day is a different day. Mm. And you feel a different way. Mm. So today, I haven't spent time in Ben's house. I haven't seen Esther. I haven't been with Ben. And we're all together. Mm -hmm. And in this moment, this is what happens. Uh, And maybe another time we'll come together and something else will happen. Mm -hmm. But you have to, like, just honor what happened naturally in this moment. Mm -hmm. This is what we're feeling today. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow, it might be another conversation. And I I just want to say, like, I'm I'm really touched by this conversation because I think that it's very, you know, like, we could have talked about all kinds of, you know, like interesting things, but we, you know, you know, it's a sign of friendship when people get together and especially when, you know, we know we're recording this, right? For the one person in Brazil who's listening three, to this. Three, 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 three people that but, are listening. But, you know, may, maybe not, you know, despite or maybe because of the fact that we're recording it, like I, I you know, I'm really grateful to kind of go deep on these topics because they, you know, they, they have, they've landed on a very personal level for me in terms of some of the struggles I'm going through. And so I think, and, and, and as for this is like our first in-person mm-hmm. podcast. So like, I'm super grateful for that. Social and, distance. But it's also been interesting to kind of like, because you and I have done this like 12 times. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the first one. So I'm actually. Yeah. Oh, I'm the first You're one. You're the first one. You're the first one. You're the So like, I'm always in, you know. It's I'm the guinea pig. You're so, the guinea pig, yes. So like, I mean, Stay I'll act tuned. No, so, so like, Esther and I are like bouncing each other and like I see it, but like, it's very different to see. In person. In person. Yeah, and that's yeah. cool to us. I, that's I, I, cool. I, I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. We're, We're giving fun. virtual high fives. Boop. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I think that's any last words before we end this episode. What is it, 12, 13? You know what? Tomorrow's a different day, and we might be thinking something else. Free ride tomorrow. A free free ride. Go to your shrink. Free ride. <laughs> if you don't have a shrink, that's cool. But free ride. Pose a question. 
set a timer. If you can't do 20 minutes, do 10 minutes. If you can do 20 minutes, great. Then go to 30 minutes, go to 40 minutes, go to 50 minutes, go to 60 minutes. Get in touch with the inner life. What are you feeling inside? Focus on yourself and what is happening within yourself because there's a lot of outside influences and you need to know what you're feeling inside before you can react to those other influences and to go on to your own creative endeavors. Mm -hmm. For me at least. And free write. Peace. Yeah, 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 that's pretty much it. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you guys. I love you guys. All right, bye.